0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Ray from Body Router in Florida, Miami Gardens, Florida. What's up, Ray? How are you today?
2: Hey, how you doing, B? Nice to be on this podcast. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. No problem. All righty, let's jump into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? How did you get started?
2: Yeah, so um I've been in the fitness business now uh for 12 years. So I started in 2011 and really got into it in uh, uh 2012 um and then from there we just, you know, I started off with CrossFit. That was my first Uh, run into, into fitness. I've always been into some form of fitness just because of playing college basketball and then playing three sports in in high school. And then even further than that, um, I did martial arts growing up. So always fitness and, and being in good shape has always been a priority in my family and then now leading into my adult life. And, um, and then from there, just uh, always wanted to own something of my own. Uh, my father ran a, a karate school all throughout uh, my life. And so having something of my own was always something that I knew I wanted as well. So it always been a, a dream and always an aspiration of mine to, to go. After. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Just wanting to kind of do your own thing, be your own boss. Yeah have your own place. So now within your facility, how do you structure things now? What does your business model look like? Are we doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? What does that look like? Uh,
2: so we do a little bit of everything. Uh, the main focus that that I do here is the group fitness classes. Um, that there has, has been the most rewarding and, a, and more sense of community uh, than anything else. But uh us as gym owners and us as bosses. I mean, we do make more of our money with the semi-private um, or small group classes, and then the private sessions. So those are always a, a big-ticket item for us to sell. But uh, where we get the sense of community and and really our main focus is the the group fitness classes for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. The group classes tend to be more fun, just yeah. because you know the energy of so many people being in the same place at once and motivating each other. And that's sure. always fun. So yeah. now how many members are you currently serving at your facility?
2: So we have 60 active members right now. Um, everybody ranging from group fitness classes, uh, the personal training, I have an online platform as well. And so all in all, we're at 60 members.
1: Yeah. righty. so 60 members and as far as the marketing piece goes, the advertising piece, getting your name out there, getting new people in the door, how are you going about doing that? Are we doing paid advertising, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature, uh, word of mouth, referrals? What does the marketing piece look like for you
2: guys? So we're, we're all in the mix. I mean, the the biggest platform or the biggest thing that, that I've seen that helps market the gym is definitely word of mouth. Uh, you know, speaking to somebody and having that personal experience where they say, Oh, this gym is great or this trainer is amazing, is always the best thing. Um, we're pushing hard now with uh Google reviews. Um, I tried physical flyers and I really didn't see a big, a big turnover on that. Uh, that was if if we could talk about one of the 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 losses, right? In the win and losses column, that was a loss for for us, for me uh, just a learning curve, but then we've been pushing hard on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and, uh, I haven't really jumped on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not much of a, you know, speak my mind on the social platform type of person, but,
3: yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: but definitely the Instagram and, and Facebook where we can post videos and have those, those big moments for the members themselves. And then different, uh, events that we have that social plat, those two social platforms have been huge. And that's where we've seen a lot of our uh, people coming from. So that's.
1: that's Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I love that you brought up the point of the flyers and not really getting a return on investment in that, because I hear that so often, you know, people Mm -hmm. are like, well, we're, we're doing a lot of guerrilla marketing, you know, they're kind of out, they're handing out flyers. They're just um, like leaving messages on people's cars, you know, whatever it might be like that. Um, but it's super hard to track what actually comes from that and how many people you actually get from that. And it's like, you're spending a lot of time doing that. Typically spending quite a bit of money as far as just, you know, making the flyers, getting things printed. Usually that stuff's not cheap. Uh, and then what you're getting in return for that is very minimal. It's like maybe one person, if you're lucky. Um, Because, you know, you're going out there and you're handing out these flyers to everybody across the board. So it's like casting a wide net, who knows if these people are even interested in fitness or are looking for a gym, or maybe they already have a gym or program that they're Mm -hmm. doing. So it tends to waste a lot of time and waste a lot of money, but people don't really realize that at first. And I hear it all the time. And I'm always like, man, like you could spend your time and your money in a better area and get such a a higher return. Um, So I'm glad that you said that piece there.
3: Yeah. What happens as well is that
2: we're, we're growing up in a time when, and so much of a a bigger return on on investment than what it was when our parents were doing it or the people before us, and they didn't have this social media outreach where they had to do that guerrilla, guerrilla marketing had to be out there handing flyers out and doing those things. So when we ask for advice from our elders, that's what they're telling us. Oh, well, what worked for me was going out there and standing, standing in the middle of the sun and doing those things. So we see that as, oh, well, I got to do the same thing, but we then learn that not really, like we don't have to do that anymore. We can right. be on social media. We can be sitting behind a computer and now get our names out there and do yes. it a different way, you know, and a more right. efficient way. So that's what we're yeah, learning. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And be more specific about who we're actually bringing in the doors because we want people that are interested in what we do we want people to actually add to the community that we've already built so being able to get super specific about who it is that we're speaking to when we're advertising is a really big piece of that as well so now with the advertising that you're currently running how Hmm. many new faces are you seeing per month on average would you say
2: so I would say that we're seeing between four to eight new faces uh, every month. Um, people walking in, people trying classes out, uh, you know, turnovers, and really getting people to to sign up is is huge. Um, I think, like everybody else, November December was a slow were slow months. And we saw people, mm-hmm. whether they left or were placed on hold, uh, on free- freezing their accounts. And then now the new year, as always, everybody jumps back into the gym and jumps back to uh, that something that uh, that is fitness related. And so we see a big spike now happening in the January and the February months,
3: for sure.
1: That's good. Good. Okay. So now what is your conversion rate? Like when somebody comes in, they show interest. Are yeah. most people who come in the door converting into some type of a membership?
2: Not everybody. No, it doesn't happen. Not always, but, um, the interest is there and, and the leads are made, uh, you know, phone number, email, something is grabbed from them before they leave. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always been, a, that's always been a big thing that no matter what, just grab the name, grab the number, grab an email, do something so that we have some type of a hold on them, you know, so that we Mm -hmm. can reach out months later. Cause again, not everybody, people are interested, but they don't want to make the final leap, you know, into a membership. Um, And that's okay. You know, I've, I've, I've built this thing where not everybody has to be turned, turned over and turned into a member right then and there, because I get it. You know, people are not ready or not financially set, or they don't feel that they are. So it's okay, but having that conversation with them and touching them again and saying, like, hey, how are you doing? What what's going on? What are you doing this month to help out with, with your fitness? You know, and I think making that a real conversation with them and being okay mm-hmm. to have the conversation with you is a huge thing. You know, because yeah, people get absolutely. scared, They're like, oh my gosh, the gym is calling me again. They don't want to pick up. You know, it's because they just, they think that you're just trying to get them. And yeah, that in, in our mind, in the back, in the background, yeah, we want to get them, but you, you got to show that you care first so that people right. can their fit. a real thing for and a priority.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to help them actually reach so their think, goals and you do have to get them in the door and, and committed to be able to get there. Uh, so now as far as your membership structure goes, how do you structure that? Do you do like a six month, 12 months? Are you month to month? Do you do class packages? How do you structure things within the membership itself?
2: Yeah. So what, uh, what I usually do is, um, we have a couple different ways that we can, uh, structure the packages. Uh, mainly what we go for is, uh, the month to month, uh, contract. It's just a month-to-month thing that uh, will have people commit, whether it's, hey, I want to commit to a year, I want to commit to six months. And then from there, they pay um, a certain price uh, per month. And of course, the longer mm-hmm. that you commit to the gym, the cheaper it is per month. Uh, I also have 10-session uh, packages where if you pay up front for 10, and you have uh, a certain time uh limit to spend or to to uh, satisfy those those packages so or those classes um we have drop-in classes i have two times a week three times a week pack- packages so we kind of you know i kind of cover all bases there um and then with the personal training sessions as well so with the personal training you can pay class by class or you can get 10 15 20 sessions and then you get a discount uh, for each. Uh, of course, the longer that you commit, the the cheaper okay. it will be, just a little bit.
1: Right. Okay. Um, so, a couple of different options there. So, yeah, I like that there is that commitment there, though, because there are so many facilities that only do month-to-month agreements, right? So, there's no real commitment, whether it be six months or 12 months, and we know it takes time for people to actually reach goals. So they need time to be able to get there and become a part of the community and really make changes. So I like that you do have those agreements in place. Um, So now, as far as the new year goes, we're into February now already, which is crazy. But what are your main focuses within the business for the new year? What are you looking to do in 2022?
2: So the, the new year goals, right. Are, it's always been, I've always kept it the same as in, I want to make a difference in the community. I think that's, that's the reason why we get into this business, right. Is to make a change uh, whether it's for just the people, you know, our people that are, that are supporting us, AKA our members, right. So you want to make them change and positive change. And also, you know, you want to bring light into this world. So, Things that that we've done have been uh, be a part of breast cancer research. So we have uh, fitness
3: events that we host at raise for breast cancer
2: um, cancer research. Uh, for the second year now being a part of for uh, lung disease and the research of that uh, both of my
3: grandparents passed away because of, uh, lung related, uh, issues. Uh, my grandfather passed, uh, July 4th of 20. Uh, so linking up with the American lung association was a huge thing
2: for us and for the gym and something that, uh, that really, you know, was impactful and, and we wanted to support. So just being a part of the community and, and having that outreach is, is big. I think that's where gyms. Uh, and us being, you know, lifestyle mentors and lifestyle coaches, you know, we fall short of that. We want to be, you know, grabbing people and bringing them in, but we got to help out out there as well, because we have to give back. Like that's that's our goal, you know, and and as much as we give to our people, we have to we have to reach out, you know, further than just them and mm-hmm. um, other goals. I know I spoke a lot about that. Uh, just if uh, business goals uh particularly is just you know getting more members uh getting the name out there uh that, that's like the selfish goal right is to to growing the business uh bigger and bigger
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's not necessarily a selfish goal, though, because the more you can get out there, the more members that you have, the more people you can help. And that's really why you started doing this in the first yeah. place. So mm-hmm. that's huge. Now, do you have a plan in place for the new year specifically to mm-hmm. start reaching more people and acquiring new members?
2: So, no, I don't have a plan or like a specific specific plan right now. Um the one thing I know that that we've done and that I need to do better of is just making sure that home base and this gym runs well. so there there's always things I can do better, different automations, different um, you know, different plans that that I can just you know get tighter and do better in reaching out, um, finding the actual formula to to reaching to people to to how to reach the people. Uh, so I think that that has, has to happen first. And then from there, we can grow because I definitely want to do more than just fitness. So the way I, I built the model, the business model of Body Routers is that Body Routers is the LLC, that is the umbrella. And then there's different branches that fall from there. So, you know, God willing, in the next year or two, I can have Body Routers Fitness, which I do have now. And then I can go body riders, yoga, body routers. You know, I want to do bar classes. I want to be able to, to reach out and do martial arts as well. So those are the different avenues that I want to take. And being, being that body riders is the umbrella. We have all the branches underneath.
1: Awesome. Okay. And would that be something that's within the same location or are you looking to open other locations for those specific niche markets, essentially?
2: Yeah so um as of right now I want to open up in different locations I want to be able to have these destination spots where you know fitness you go and you go to and have that there there's a yoga studio and it's body Routers yoga and that one you go to mm-hmm. I just think it's a it's a it's a big thing to be able to walk into a place and feel the, the environment and feel Yeah that And you know you're in a paid, and you're going to do the same thing. You feel the ambience and you feel that that yoga nest and yoga vibe. So I think right. that's a huge thing. I think, uh, yes, the the fitness and yoga all falls into one and gyms, you know, are successful and do yoga under the, under the same roof. But if you can facilitate it and make it happen and have the yoga studio itself as a separate entity, um, I think you can do it. You should do it. For sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like the idea of separating them Uh, just because when you talk about, especially marketing, you know, drawing in the right people and the same people that want to do yoga probably don't have much interest in doing martial arts, right? Most of the time. I mean, some people like both ends of the spectrum, but as far as really targeting things down and getting the right people in the doors for those specific programs, it definitely makes sense to keep them separate. Um, so that's, that's awesome. I, I look forward to seeing you make that happen. I believe, uh, you said I you want to start with, doing that over it, the next yeah, year.
2: I'm that that. with that,
1: uh, i sorry, go I'm sorry, ahead. Not. There's a little bit of a lag. I apologize.
2: <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I say was that I, that I believe that, that, that is the way to go. And, and like you were just asking me that I want to be able to do this in, in the year to two years um because now on the business side of things i believe that now you can if we're talking business now we can
3: charge you know a different type of uh membership or you know build a contract around once uh creating some form of, pack of the body rider's yoga or the yoga studio, then you can get some form of a discount. I mean, just the, the fitness, you know, membership. So there's so many you can um, make that happen.
1: Right. Yeah. So there's some way you can kind of make them cohesive, um, make them relate to each other, but Kind of keep the the people that want the yoga separate from the people that want the martial arts. But if they want to cross over and go to the other facilities, then that would be a possibility yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch that? I know our connection's a little bit off.
2: Yeah, no, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I caught the part of of keeping everything separate and that who wants to go to yoga and who wants to go to fitness. I caught that part, but anything after that, I did not.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I was just saying that you can, um, make it like a membership where they could, if the, if the locations are in an area that this makes sense, where they could kind of use the other facilities as well, if they wanted to.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So now, um, one thing that I love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, what would
3: that be? Oof. That's a question. Um there are so many different things and so many different, you know, words of advice. I think the the biggest thing is uh, that you care, they're gonna care right back. Um,
2: making sure that you do everything fair and do everything, um, you know, and, and keep everything out on the table. You know, those have been been big conversations that I've had with whether it's getting permits for the different uh, upgrades that we do here at the gym or, you know, different people that, that come in and asking about membership prices. And, um, and what we do here is just making sure and, agendas coming from your end um and what i've seen is that when you have everything laid out on the table and there are nothing there is nothing hidden all your whether it is cancellation fees uh different prices uh whether you tax somebody on something uh making sure that they understand that that this is what you're paying for this is what you're going to get then they have no reason to also hide something from you whether it's hey i can't pay for this month i uh You know, I won't be able to afford this, you know, having those, those conversations with people, uh, is a huge thing. And more apt to understanding and also seeing the worth in what you provide here. So being straight up with people when it comes to those things
3: is, is a, is a big deal. Um, you know, everybody. you know, everybody lives They're willing to what you got. It's just a, you got to show why. And if they see that you care about them, they're more apt to
2: spending the money on you, you know. So caring for people is a huge thing that we don't see a lot yes. of and that we need to be that that type of person. Yeah.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it kind of comes down to who cares the most at the end of the day. If you really show people how much you yeah. care and that you really want to help them, then, you know, it, it makes everything else yeah. Pretty easy, you know. The, they tend to get yeah. good results. They tend to stick around longer. Uh, so yeah. it's definitely that's definitely a great piece of advice. Being open and honest in your communication as well, because if people yeah. trust you, you know that's where the relationship starts. They have to trust you. They won't buy from you yeah. if they don't trust you initially. And then from yeah. there, once they do yeah. trust you, it it makes it easier along the way to provide them with the best level of service, get them the best results, and then yeah. keep them for as long as possible so great piece of advice there so now as we start to wrap up where can the listeners find you on social media
2: yeah so uh you can find me on uh instagram the the gym page is uh body underscore routers so at body underscore routers uh my personal uh ig handle is uh boo boo underscore ray ray 31 so that's just an old an old tag but i've kept it and in and in the community that's uh that's my nickname is boo boo so that's uh, that's been something that from 10 years ago so a lot of people know me there and i decided not to change it so uh but that's where they can find me
1: all right perfect so ray from body routers in miami gardens florida thank you so much for taking the time to join us today it's been great having you on the show
2: yeah no problem yeah thank and you and to
1: all go ahead sorry about that
2: no no thank you thank you for having me on the on the show this has been a a great first experience
3: i've doing awesome. it
1: glad to hear it perfect and to all the listeners out there make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show in the meantime keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side jim lords out
0: thank you for listening to this interview but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
4: Welcome to the Gym Wards Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of two Better Body Boot Camp locations, Long Island, New York. Crystal, how are you doing today?
5: Hi, Dominic. I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be here and to get to this time to spend with you.
4: I am equally as excited. Uh, Our little chat before the podcast got me fired up. I think you're going to have some unique uh, point of view on some things. So let's dive right into it. First and foremost, tell us what Better Body Bootcamp is all about.
5: For sure. So Better Body Bootcamp um, is a franchise company that's been around for 10 years. So we have several locations throughout Queens, Long Island, and Brooklyn. Um, We offer bootcamp classes that are about 45 minutes high intensity, cardio strength, you get that full experience with lifting and with cardio uh, throughout the whole class. So we have some amazing trainers who lead these small classes around uh, 10 to 20 members per class where they're playing amazing music, doing killer cardio and really just toning, strengthening and defining those muscles. So our bread and butter are really food care classes and we love our community that we have.
4: Awesome, yeah, there's something to be said. I love many different flavors of fitness, but coming from a group fitness background, there's just something to be said for those high energy, you know, tons of high fives, kind of suffering together, you know, every, everybody getting getting sweaty, getting tired, and then uh, talking about how awful it was at the end and saying, all right, cool, see you tomorrow, right? There's just, there, it's hard to replace that energy in, in any setting, and um, I can see how somebody can be drawn to that and in our case I'm glad people are drawn to you and to to better body
5: absolutely it's really such an amazing um, community of fitness people like different walks of life falling in love with this sweat soreness pain that they're going through while they're taking classes but they're doing it together just like what you said and finding that community to do it together with
4: yeah awesome so let's rewind the clock a little bit um, and talk about your background. You know, you've basically gone from one form of teaching to another. So tell us a little bit on, on you know, how you transitioned from one career to, an, uh, to the other, uh, pandemic factored into it, and, um, and how, you, how you decided you were going to ready to take the leap and get into entrepreneurship.
5: Absolutely. So I am actually a teacher by trade. I uh, have been teaching middle school math for the last seven years, and love teaching. It's all I wanted to do in life. And then I fell in love with fitness. I fell in love with taking these classes. I was actually a member at Better Body Bootcamp before uh, becoming an owner. And th- that transition into the sec- my second love in life with fitness was very very tricky. Super young, not tons of business experience, right? But my gym decided to start franchising. And I asked myself, so if someone can do this, why not me? Why not a person who already loves the product, know what you get out of being here? Um, And when I purchased a franchise, it was just right before the pandemic. We were supposed to open our first location, my first location in March 2020, which was just really, really tricky. So we had to actually push back the opening date for months, And it broke my heart, being really honest. It broke my heart. But when we opened in July 2020, we opened doors wide open. Um, We actually did outdoor classes for a couple months. And that just drew in the neighborhood, drew in that community. And we have just taken it from there.
4: Fantastic. So one of the things that I think I don't hear a lot about is when people decide, that they want to buy into a franchise or a license program or something that's ready-made to some degree and, and dictates a lot of the parameters of the business. In many instances, it's, it's a business investment. It's an opportunity. It's, it's something that someone can do research on, but often they're not a part of, they're not consuming that specific product Now you could be, You know, somebody who does CrossFit and then be like, I'm going to invest in an F45. I get the general idea, but really being involved in it is unique for me in the conversations I've had. So uh, did you ever consider any other fitness franchises or was your experience with Better Body just so good that you're like, this is who I am. This is a business I want to run. I'm already familiar enough with the operations operations on the outside as a consumer, I just need to learn the business side. Like, what did that conversation look like in your head? And um, you know, how much of it was just your buy-in to the brand already that drew you to it?
5: A hundred percent. So When I was looking into the franchise Better Body Bootcamp, I wasn't looking elsewhere. Uh, The reason this drew my attention was because I was a part of this community. I knew what it had to offer. I knew the amazing training that took place, the community of uh, fitness goers that were just like me and wanted to work on other aspects of life and so when I was looking into franchising I really only looked at Better Body Bootcamp. I knew the ins and outs of the training aspect. I knew the ins and outs of classes and class sizes and more or less the membership structure but I had I have no business background experience. I'm a teacher. I'm a math teacher so that kind of helps me with a lot of the numbers um, but the entire entrepreneurship journey was brand new to me and knowing that the uh, founder Kai is actually going to walk me through and make sure that he is going to give me the foundation to start up the franchise was actually really reassuring.
4: Awesome. So yeah, it's one of those things that I can see maybe maybe even turning into a trend or a direction that I could see people going in is investing in something that they already see. And it happens a lot um, in the world of CrossFit, um, which is... But with CrossFit, CrossFit being a license or affiliate model, it's a bunch of people who know that they know what the product looks like, they know how it's executed, but the corporate where they get their affiliation from doesn't give that same level of support that it sounds like you expected and now have gotten from um, from the the founders of Better Body, and I think that's that's a missing link. Is you know the the two different sides of being. You know, I think CrossFit has the biggest buy-in from consumers to owners, but no support. And I wonder if maybe this model, as it expands, as it franchises, or maybe some of the other models where it's great to be a consumer and know the product and get that support, it, it probably makes whatever the financial investment is that le- that much less daunting because you get to talk to owners, you get to talk to managers. Um, I think that's a, a really cool way to get into the process, especially when it's the first concept. You know, I think some people may own one or two or three gyms and eventually say, oh, I'd like to do my own thing. I'm going to make, you know, crystals, you know, kick-ass camp or whatever, whatever you want to do. And like, I'm going to do some things on my own but it's a great way to get your feet wet. And obviously for you, uh, the next natural thing that I, I think we need to talk about is you liked it so much you went in on a second one. So you were really super bought in. I mean, you opened this thing during the pandemic, which is sort of the worst time anybody could imagine in a lot of ways to open a, a gym, uh, some great real estate deals to be had. But other than that, it's it's been ugly you made the first one work enough that you were confident enough that you said, I think I should do a second one. So how did that opportunity come up? I know there's a partnership involved in the second one. Where did your comfort level come from? Like I, I, what drove you to say like one is good. Two is definitely better.
5: So I actually have um, my business coach, me and him go through what our goals are for the future. And it, my three-year plan was really to open three locations. Um, so in my journey, I have kind of planned out what this would look like. 2022, second location, 2023, probably my third location. But the second location came way early, kind of like an unexpected child, right? It's right ready. And somebody asked me, hey, do you want to be my partner? I know you have great experience. You've done a first location, super successful already. And I need a partner for the second location, um, more, and we did get a great real estate deal because uh, we did open during the pandemic still. So my partner, does, um, and I are a partner in our second location at Belmore, um, Long Island. And with that, it ha- we have different nuances, right? With a partner, it, it's different than owning your own location, but... finding the right person really matters. Doug is also a member of Better Body Bootcamp. So he's also a person who knows what the product has to offer and the community and what our trainers and the fitness level that we are looking for. So when we are, Creating a second location together, we did a lot of it together. But we also use a lot of my background information and the background knowledge I had from my first location. What equipment to purchase, where to set everything up, what type of trainers to hire, how that process looks. Because, like riding a bike, it's easier the second time around.
4: We would hope, yeah, for sure. So you have there's a combination of things going on that I want to make sure don't get lost here. So the person who approached you as a partner uh, for the partnership is also somebody who was a member, who was a consumer of Better Body. So here's, we're hitting that note again. This is awesome. I know there's franchise opportunities. I love it. This is great. They knew you, they had seen your experience. So now they know that not only did they get this corporate support at whatever level that is, they also have boots on the ground for somebody who not only has done it, but who has done it recently And in the same, almost the same demographic market, right? Those, the two locations are driving distance away from each other, right? Not so close that they compete, but I I know driving distance on Long Island can mean a lot of things, but but enough that the markets are comparable, right?
5: Yes. So they are about 25 minutes driving distance away from each other. We do have members who travel interchangeably between the two locations, depending on where they're working and where they live. It's also really important that our trainers are able to go to both locations so that we have that flexibility in our scheduling. Um, but they're not competing. Um, it's actually more so that they're helping each other. When we say you can go to any location you want, take classes in Queens and Brooklyn and Long Island, it is a huge selling point. They said they're members look at us and they're like, there's no extra charge for that. Nope, it's all included. And you're able to take full advantage of any of our locations.
4: So do all of the locations have reciprocity or just the two that you are a co-owner in?
5: Yes, all locations have reciprocity. You can go to any location as long as you're booking the class correctly on your app. Um, It's super seamless and it's actually a great addition to what we do offer.
4: Yeah, I mean, any places that you can add value are going to make the sales process better, are going to make marketing. And then just, you know, once somebody's in, it's also a good way, I think to to keep people in the ecosphere, because, you know, while you probably don't want to lose a client, if they move or their job moves or something like that, they may already be familiar or they might have a better body where they are and vice versa. So uh, having that, it's just something that you can't get when you're an independent facility. Um, until you, yeah, I guess if you get big enough to scale. But being in a franchise that's pretty hyper local right now, in the sphere of where people are going to travel, is is definitely an advantage you have. So we know what brought you into the business. We know, you know how you, you know how you entered in and and went from one to two locations. Um, you're at a point now where two locations are up and running. Um, you're very very confident with the operations, the mechanics of it. Um, but one of the things that comes up, especially in this, um, I don't know, peri-pandemic world, if you want to call it, because we're certainly not post, is getting people to come back into gyms, uh, getting you know classes filled, getting people to feel feel comfortable wanting to come for, for any number of reasons. So um, I want to talk about how your marketing and sales are operating now in this climate that we have. So. Let's start at the beginning. Um, Fitness has a way of being contagious in a good way, right? Not in a coronavirus way. So everybody loves their word of mouth, their referrals. Those are always the best people. Um, If we could solely live off word of mouth and referrals, it would be a wonderful life. Uh, But that's generally not the case. So I'm certain that with your product, you do have word of mouth and referrals going for you. But what other avenues have you looked into and what's worked best for you as far as getting new potential clients to raise their hand say, I want to try a better body? And then where does it go from there?
5: So our different uh, streams of entering and trying our bootcamp classes really range. Word of mouth, huge for us. We have members who bring sisters, boyfriends, girlfriends family to us. And they're amazing. We also have social media, which is something that we are definitely working hard to continuously promote. Um, we have advertising on Instagram, on Facebook, we have advertising on Yelp and Google as well. And those different avenues really help draw a lot of members in. And right now, social media is big. It's really, when I'm looking for a restaurant, that's where I'm going first. I'm going to social media, I'm looking at Instagram, seeing if they have any. So uh, have any great recommendations? so we have been focusing and dialing in on our ads via facebook via um, instagram and making sure we're boosting a lot of posts we're having offers that are super attractive and competitive and sponsoring a lot of different um, ads through that
4: media okay so a few things going on there Um, and one thing that i want to dig into a little bit more because it's, it's the, um, it's the two faces of we'll call Facebook and Instagram, the same thing because they, you know, just a little different consumption, but same platform are targeted ads versus boosted posts. So um, the way we generally see post boosting is a great way to increase awareness to um, really get some more eyeballs on an organic post that may have already got some good engagement to just Uh, reinforce what people might already think, what their perception is of the business, whereas targeted individual, like custom direct response ads are the ones that you're actually getting measurable replies back. So is that the way that you see them? And have you experimented with any other combination there?
5: Yes. So we do both. Um, We do boosted posts for just our typical day-to-day, our class photos, our Workouts in the studio, as well as targeted ads featuring our most common and our best offers that we're having that month. Whether it's uh, one month unlimited classes or two week trial, whatever those offers are, we try to do both and just see what combination works best. And I think it's seasonal too, right? It's def- sometimes in the summertime you get more hits when the college students are out of college and they're heading back home. Sometimes in the beginning of the year we get a big hit around this holidays, it slows down a little bit. So it's a little bit seasonal, um, but we also still want to continuously improve what that process looks like and really streamline and make sure that our ads are always doing what we need it to do.
4: Awesome. Awesome. So I think the the last part of this on the, on the targeted ads side of things, again, I super simplified just based on the time that we have allowed today, but the two buckets I usually see these go into are offers of different membership or different programs, and then offers of some sort of results. So for instance, uh, you know, a a 30 day or 60 day or an, you know, an eight week membership at a discount or some type of program versus, you know, a weight loss or a transformation or some something results oriented. Um, Have you, One both types and do you find that you get significantly different results from them what's your experience been there
5: so the offer that we have currently and our most popular offer is a one month trial of unlimited classes they can come as many times as they want go to all locations try our different trainers Um, with that offer I want to say it is the strongest standing one it's 49 bucks so they have some skin in the game right and the members get that full membership opportunity they have full membership to the location they don't feel like they're just here to try it for two days and they have to leave they have that full month to do as many classes as they want that's the one that's our bread and butter that's the option that um, we see the most results and that they follow with the program because they had a whole month doing this what are they going to do after this month stop no that's not an option for them at that point
4: awesome awesome all right so though any program any anything that you're advertising Even if you're not running a current offer, the end goal is always to get people in front of you in the facility to have the conversation about, let's get you started, let's show you what we're all about, provide you some real in-person value. So how do you structure that? Are there certain team members who do new member intake, consults, uh, whatever you call them? What does that process look like?
5: So we have our team managers actually do a lot of the intake, the information gathering. We get to know the members, what previous experience they have working out, what their goals are, what If they want to lose weight, get ready for a vacation, or just feel generally healthier, tone up specific muscle groups, whatever that is, we want to know as much as possible. Also, if there's any previous injury or um, joints issues or knee issues, we want to know that Um, because our classes are high intensity and we want to make sure that they're taken care of, that the trainers know what to expect and how to modify as needed. So the... uh, the managers at each location will do a lot of the intake for new members and also follow up consistently with them uh, throughout their one-month trial following up seeing how many classes they're taking seeing if they're seeing a difference from day one to day 30 what that looks like um, with that they're also uh, seeing the membership options very early on and we follow up asking them if they have any questions with the membership options going forward and just showing them so much love that they they can't leave us after that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, showing showing love and showing value are, are very synonymous for me and um, I think the the biggest things that that move the needle towards getting somebody from interested to a consumer to to very bought in. So, um, a- after somebody signs up, one of the things that has come up a lot lately that I really like. And I think it's um, it's a game changer for a lot of businesses is checkpoints and milestones for new clients. Whereas, you know, if we track it and everybody's going to have a little bit different, uh, some, some fitness concepts can have higher churn, higher turnover, and they're the ones who've put in, I think the most work and looking at this, whereas like If a client comes 10 times in the first month, 20 times in the first two months, they have all these different checkpoints where they know if somebody is likely to meet or exceed the average length of membership. Do you have anything in place for that right now, or is it still all by feel?
5: Um, We don't have anything in place specifically, but we do check in on members' visitations and the number of times they visit we do follow up and if we see that they're not here consistently we call text them and just make sure that they're held accountable because you had a need you had a need to want to start this journey and we're here to help and be that service and provide that value um, and I think it also varies from member to member and it also varies right now in this season because people are getting sick sometimes they're working from home sometimes the office is just opened and they have to go back to work so it it's kind of a gray area at this current moment but it is something we look forward to doing um as everything opens up and full-fledged full will see the head
4: yeah yeah fingers crossed that we keep going in the right direction for all of that stuff so boy i mean there's there's just no playbook there's we're all all doing our best with with this thing so um the last last kind of general topic that i want to hit on is uh the the topic of value and where our different fitness franchises and concepts can add more value to the clients. And by virtue of that, add more revenue to the business, right? I always, I look at things through the lens of not how can we make more money and sell people things? It's how can we give clients more opportunities to get more value, better results. And by virtue of that, more revenue is nice because it's a tool we use to grow and, and help more people. So, I find that most um, facilities are getting the highest yield on three things. Uh, Nutrition programming, um, you know, online programming or online coaching, if you want to call that, and supplement sales. Those are kind of the biggest three ROI that we see. There's a million other things that can be there. So uh, do you have any of those things available or plans to add them in if you don't? And then the second part of that question would be, do you have any other uh, big value ads that aren't included in those three?
5: So the one that I want to say is going to be the most substantial for us going forward is going to be personal training. It's something that's currently not offered at all our locations. It's only offered in a couple locations and only one of mine. Um, personal training has that aspect of targeting specific fitness goals, really, really hyper focus on um, form and correction. And that is going to add a lot more value to what we provide during classes, right? They go, they're supplementary to each other. You need one for the other. Um, And there's certain things that a trainer in a group setting of 20 people can not address with just one, one one one-on-one. So we can't wait to really implement that fitness just another realm of fitness we're calling it body academy it's super exciting and it's going to be launching in the next month or so at all our locations we don't have nutrition or supplement on site we do recommend a lot but it's just one avenue we haven't focused on yet um and we're big firm believers of not just you know, rolling out anything. We want to make sure we do our market research. We want to make sure we target our demographic and we want to make sure that we are providing really what is A1 service in all of that. And so we don't just blatantly say, here, have this supplement because they're giving us a great deal. We don't do that. So we want to make sure that we're offering our members exactly what they're looking for. So it's something that we will have to do a lot of research on before rolling out.
4: Awesome. Awesome. And then as far as uh, the PT program, you said you are offering at one of your two locations right now and the other one you're going to be. Um, Have you found that your general marketing, the general people that are coming in are just finding that they want more help and that's how they're ending up in your PT program or is there a a different path that they're taking to, to get there?
5: It's actually two different uh, groups of people. There are some people who don't want small group sessions. They want just individualized attention, whether that's because of strengths or weaknesses that they want to work on or timing. So we have a a population of members who don't belong to boot camp but come in for personal training with our trainers. And then there's another group that do want the supplements because they notice that their form isn't the best during boot camp classes and they want to continue to improve. They don't want to get injured, which is one thing that we focus on. We want to make sure that no one's getting injured. They're not hurting themselves. They're doing everything correctly. And so we do recommend that to certain members and say, Hey, um, it would be great if we worked on deadlift and squat um, to make sure that during class, you're getting the most and most effective workouts during that time. So we have two groups.
4: Cool. I love that you were able to identify that you have those, those two subgroups and because they need to be nurtured differently. They need to be addressed And everything. It's not one size fits all. You have to see what brings them in because whatever brings them in is more than likely what's going to keep them. And ultimately it, you know, everything that I'm getting from you is you're focused on client success, client transformation, it's results first. And if we get enough people results, the business is going to, to thrive and not vice versa. 100%.
5: We love what we do. Um, And the product speaks for itself. We have members who've never worked out before, who were terrified of the gym, but now they come every single day because they love being here. And it's a fitness community where people enjoy working out together, enjoy sweating, enjoy the, the soreness, right? That's, it's so... It's so nice to see, um, because when I was going to gym, it wasn't like that always. Some gyms are really terrifying. Some gyms are too big. Sometimes like, we don't know what we're doing, and it's just a different realm, and we just love to show that to the community that we have.
4: Awesome. I. I it sounds like things are on their way to firing on all cylinders for you, so 20, 2022 is going to be an exciting year, and um, obviously we know somewhere down the line, maybe not in 2022, but... Uh, maybe by you know, I think it, it seems that 2023 to have that third location is is really realistic, unless unless somebody comes out hunting for you and pushes your time frame forward again. But either way, I can see that really being uh, a clear path for you right now. So I do want to hit one more thing, and this is a little bit more kind of personal, you know, theoretical, you know, uh, entrepreneurial journey. Um, and it's always something that I like to, to see different points of view on. So really the last thing is going to be, um, you've been a business owner, um, that started something in the middle of the pandemic. You're about two years in, uh, you've seen a lot of, a lot of weird and crazy stuff happen. Um, so I'm sure there've been sleepless nights. I'm sure you've had days where you're like, this is the best decision ever, Uh, what has really kept you centered or balanced or on the right path? Is there a mantra you've had? Is there a a lesson you've learned or something that you've used to just keep pushing forward with this business as you grow and go through all these twists and turns?
5: Yeah, I think um, the one thing that's really grown the most, I want to say is myself. I've gone from this person who's never owned a business before to learning something new every day. And my biggest value um, or mantra for me and my team is that there's always room for improvement every day that we do this there's always space to grow there's always something to learn there's always something new and we want to always be evolving um, and i tell my team this all the time if there's something cool that you see if there's a new move a new piece of equipment that you want to invest in let me know i love i want to always continue to pro- provide a product that is amazing and that's going to change over time because the niche the market's going to change um, but that's one thing that I live and die by because I we can't be stuck in one way, right? There's always going to be something cooler, next thing, and we want to always be prepared.
4: Fantastic, and I, I'm I'm picking up a little bit of that teacher background there of how could you could <laughs> you ever stop learning when you know that you know teachers continue to learn. One of my favorite sayings that 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 I hear a lot is that you know when we teach we learn twice. So it's, it's a really, it's an interesting process and you're no stranger to personal growth. And I think it's just going to, it's going to continue for a long time. As you said, you're young, you're a go-getter. I I have a feeling you may not stop at three locations. I mean, we may see you, you know, taking over the tri-state area one day, but all in due time, um, time is something we are out of here. So the last thing that I need to get from you before we let you go is if people want to find you on social media websites, anywhere out there, where can they look you up?
5: Absolutely. Please look at it, look us up, betterbodybootcamp.com or on Instagram, Better Body New High Park, Better Body Bellmore, Better Body Bootcamp. We have tons of different social medias and you can find us on Facebook as well.
4: Awesome. Crystal, I appreciate you being on with us today. It's been a pleasure having you.
5: So much fun and I can't wait to do this again, Dominique.
4: All right. Thank you so much. And to everybody out there listening, as always, We appreciate you being here with us. Thanks for taking time out of your day. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out and we'll get you on ASAP. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking ass. Jim Lords.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
5: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
6: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald and joining us on the show, another Joe, Joe Studer of VO2 Fitness coming to you from Newark, Ohio. Joe, what's going on, man? How are you today? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me on. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. We, Of course, we have VO2, but this is not the only business that you run. Give us a quick little blurb about yourself, Joe. How did you end up a gym owner? What made this happen? Sure, sure. So
7: I got into a little bit of submission grappling and submission wrestling when I was overseas in the Navy in the Middle East where there's this niche of if you've ever heard of Abu Dhabi or ADCC submission grappling Mm -hmm. uh, this weird niche of submission grappling in the Middle East got into it a little bit there I wrestled club in the Navy wasn't really a high school wrestler Uh, I wrestled a little bit and I I played football and baseball Um, and got out of the military ended up back in Ohio after a few years in San Diego uh, and got into a jujitsu gym Um, and I kind of just took off from there and kind of progressed through jujitsu, got into kickboxing, got into boxing and more MMA based stuff and trained with a group of guys here and there, different gyms, different places, bounced around, uh, Newark is 30 miles east of Columbus. It's not really a suburb of Columbus. So a lot of our, a lot of the guys I trained with, we didn't go into Columbus. We stayed in our little groups bounced around. And then in 2013, a guy that I had cornered and that I trained with and uh, had trained MMA with a lot called me and said, hey, do you want to start a gym? And without even thinking or hesitating, I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, it worked out perfect. My wife, uh, who is a fitness professional, was training people in our basement. Uh, Trent, had a, uh, my original partner, he had a group of people he was training. We call it our jiu-jitsu instructor that we had known forever. Hey, you want to start a jiu-jitsu program? And we started VO2 Fitness, and that was in July of 2013. So just been uh, nothing but uphill since then. Uh, We've done really well um, other than the COVID hiccup, um, and we've expanded into a second location uh, for our fight team and our jiu-jitsu-based and fight-based stuff. So we have two locations here in the Newark Heath area and uh just looking to keep moving forward
6: yeah and it, and it sounds like you've kind of made the separation from the general population mr and mrs jones side of things to people who want to actively learn about the sport of combat fitness and and the various entities that you described throughout there is that right
7: yeah so we have um at vo2 fitness our original location we have two studios we have one studio Uh, that i'm in right now it has 28 heavy bags so we do cardio kickboxing we do box fit we do other punching and kicking based fitness classes and then we also have an open studio uh, where we do insanity flex kind of body pumps type workouts and then we also have about an 800 square foot weight room here with some machines and and free weights and squat bench deadlift um and, and machine based stuff here so um that's our location here at vo2
6: fitness which is right now mainly just fitness based at this location yeah cool okay and so with vo2 this is mostly in the the group class side of things right we're signing up for a time slot we're coming doing a workout led by a coach talk to us a little bit about those classes how many people are typically in a class and, and how many can you fit within a class
7: yeah we have uh Uh, We went through Titan Fitness and bought racks that I'm looking at right now, and they each hold eight bags, uh, three on each side of a rectangle and one at each end. And we have uh, four in here. All 32 bags are not hooked up because some of them are a little close together, so we can't have people back to back in certain areas. But we have 28 bags um, in use in the studio. Average classes for cardio kickboxing and box fit. Um, Morning classes average six to 12 people um our e- afternoon and evening classes average uh 18 to 24 people okay and then in, in the big studio our flex class and insanity class also average uh 10 to 15. yeah and then so we that's
6: have- i mean fairly on par with industry what we call large group training right sure. and, and so one thing that's that would be interesting to explore is the pricing that you guys put on this and why? Obviously within the group training model industry-wide, prices run the gambit, right? As low as 30, 40, 50 bucks a month up to multiple hundreds of dollars a month. Where do you guys kind of fit in that sliding scale?
7: Uh, We charge a hundred dollars a month for unlimited uh, fitness classes. Okay, why a hundred? Ooh, good question. 100 was a good number, uh, okay. yeah, but we we offer a few discounts here and there, but for unlimited classes, we have classes seven days a week. We have classes morning, noon, and night, and $100 a month we feel is a good value.
6: Is that what it was when you guys opened? No. That increased we, over
7: the years? It's increased over the years from 2013.
6: We also, we had, uh,
7: we originally had monthly rates and then also a fit pass where they could pay for a block of classes, I see. kind of a punch card system, which didn't really work out. Great yeah,
6: for the it, consumer. It becomes more best. complicated. than Yeah, it
7: more published. complicated, not the best for the gym owner. And uh, we are all on monthly memberships now.
6: Okay, cool. Well, I mean, Joe, let me ask you this then. We we talk about fitness businesses from the stance of growth. You guys mentioned we, we took a hit from COVID, not news to anybody. Everyone in our industry took a hit from COVID. And so- I assume the goal is to bring in new people. Talk to us a little bit about marketing and what that looks like for you guys. How do you bring in new leads to sign up as members?
7: Um, For VO2 Fitness, we run a lot of Facebook ads. We boost a lot of posts. We try to get two points of contact within an hour of getting a lead via phone call and text or text and email or In some way, shape or form, we try to get two points of contact within an hour or two. Um, We were right on the verge of using a third party or using uh, some sort of software or a third party to do a lot of that for us before COVID hit, and that we went back to square one kind of with... For
6: the ads or for the the automated reach outs? Both.
7: both, both. Yeah, both. And we still do it the hard way. Um, Is it the best way? Probably not, but um, I manage my time well between the two gyms we have, yeah. um, you know, and and my full-time job, which I mainly work from home when I'm not traveling on the road. So we manage it well, my wife and I. We do have a dedicated person that does Facebook and Instagram posts. Uh, she's one of our instructors, uh, Michelle Newman. She does Facebook and Insta posts, and then I do them also And we can say, hey, follow up on this lead. Can you call this person? Can you text this person, invite this person to class? So it's a little old-fashioned, but it's worked real well for us in the market we're in. And uh, that's the way we follow up.
6: Yeah. And uh, Facebook ads in general are sort of a polarizing topic amongst gym owners. We're typically either doing them and absolutely loving it or... Mm -hmm not doing them because we've gotten burned and spent money unnecessarily in the past what's what's what is your experience been with it um
7: we've we fit into both of those criteria okay um yeah running dedicated ads with the dedicated follow-up um you know a lot of people don't like that they don't want to click on an ad for a gym and then open their facebook feed and see an ad that gym 17 more times uh does that work sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Does it also possibly turn some people off to your establishment? Uh, also, also possible. Yeah, yeah, very potential. So um, we boost them. We do it organically. Uh, we run promotions for members to share ads, uh, bring in a friend. You know, all the the regular ads or ads and uh, marketing criteria that other other fit places do.
6: Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like in terms of? Success. I mean, success in marketing is essentially how many members we bring in. But we can mm-hmm. take it a step back and talk about leads. What does that look like for you guys in terms of a given month, for example? How many leads are you bringing in?
7: um If we we have kind of a loose marketing budget on what we want to spend in Facebook and Instagram ads yeah, sure. uh, per month, and we always find that it pays for itself in new members. Um, And we, we don't go hardcore. We're not spending, we're not spending a thousand dollars a month in advertising um, in our small market. Um, You know, the Newark and Heath surrounding area is around 60,000 people. It's 30 miles from Columbus. So we're kind of in a a separate demographic than Columbus, which is a big city.
6: Yeah. What is, I, I guess, one way to ask this, what is kind of the goal? Obviously adding members is the goal, but is there a a membership target that you're shooting for? Hey, we want to get to X amount of people. Um, we need to get back
7: to pre-COVID numbers, which is, you know, a, a subject that a lot of gyms are still still dealing with, um, especially uh, gyms like ours, which aren't, you know, we're not a big box gym where you just pay $20 a month and come in and work out whenever you want. They they didn't get hit with membership cancellations, like small boutique style gyms with higher prices, but awesome classes and groups and instruction and, you know, martial arts and, and fitness based classes like that. So, um, you know, that's, that's one of our goals getting back to pre COVID numbers. We have, um, We have some monthly goals that we try to hit, uh, keeping members, adding new members, um, adding new members to each facility. We have a number we want to hit and uh, just keep doing better and reinvesting into our into our locations.
6: Yeah. And you mentioned a lot of manual effort going into the lead nurture process. Once a lead comes in, what are we doing to get them into the facility? What about the actual sales process? Is conversions something that you guys track as a percentage or otherwise?
7: Conversions from a different, from someone else's gym or? No,
6: no, 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 no. Sorry. Confusing. So oh, from a lead how many leads now? we close? Yeah. How many actually sign up? Are, are we talking like, hey, we convert 50% of leads to paying members or? Yeah, we do
7: do track that. We have a file we keep of leads that come in through the website and leads that come in through Facebook or Instagram through the Facebook business manager. Uh, We follow up on those. Like like I said, we try to do two points of contact within an hour. And then um, usually three days later, we do another follow-up. Another three days later, we do another. And then we don't really do much more after that. If people haven't responded to three emails and three texts or phone calls, we, they, we consider them cold sure. and we, we try to, we try to close. Um, we close better than 80% of the leads that come in.
6: Okay. So 80% of people that are actually walking through your doors yeah. end up signing we, up. Something yeah, we awesome. cool. yeah. And so I guess if we're to look at the ultimate marketing and sales funnel, right? Way up at the top, we have the leads generated from Facebook, from referrals, from walk-ins off the street, wherever they are coming from. Somewhere in that middle is that sales process that we just talked about, right? We're converting. And then down at the bottom is retention, how many we're Mm -hmm. keeping, right? Of those three stages, where do you think that you guys could improve the most?
7: Um, Retention. Retention could always be better. Sure. It's hard, you know, if someone hasn't been in the gym for four months and they want to cancel their membership and they cite four different reasons, it, it can be hard. Um, we can offer an incentive, we can offer a lower price. Um, we've gone down both of those routes and a lot of times that works. Say, Hey, I understand you can't come three days a week. Can, you know, do you come once a week? Can we offer you a better rate? Mm -hmm. Can we, uh, offer you a personal, a free personal training or two? We try our best to retain those members. Uh, We also cite our examples of, Hey, we have, if you say you can't come, You know, we have classes seven days a week at a lot of different times.
6: Yeah, you can make Um, it eventually. (laughs) Whether
7: that is kind of a a softball kind of guilt trip to try to get them to stay. uh, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't think any gym has that perfected. It's hard.
6: Sure. And And it seems to be more of a smoke screen when people say I can't come. It's more this isn't a priority for me. And, and so what about being a little bit more proactive? Have you guys figured out ways instead of waiting until that person hasn't been in in four months, have we reached out? Hey, I haven't seen you in a week, two weeks. What's going on?
7: We do. We do uh, a lot of that text base. Uh, my wife yeah, and right. a my other instructors use a text app where they can send out a group text, but it goes to each person individually. Ah, okay. Hey, here here's my class schedule for this week. Hey, we want to see you back in class yeah, continue for a while. Yes, we do do that.
6: Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Is so, it's, it's probably far easier of a fight to fight
3: mm-hmm.
6: one week after they haven't been to a class as opposed to four months. Those people yeah. are probably already gone. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, Joe, we talked about how this business came to be. We've explored a number of different ways of how you guys operate from a business perspective now. Paint us a picture of the future. Tell us Pull us in on, on the vision that you're striving towards. Where are you guys looking to take this business?
7: Uh, we would like to build our own facility that mm-hmm. we can run both VO2 fitness, the all the fitness classes, groups, personal training, weight room, open studio, and all of our um, <clears throat> classes from our other location, which is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, no-gi grappling, kickboxing, boxing, and MMA. With, I'd love to own a building and do all that in one location. Um, yeah. yeah, when we expanded into our second location just this summer, it was ready, fire, aim. I, we needed more space. We needed a ring. We needed cage panels, and we needed to do it ASAP. And we w- stumbled into a great deal on a, on a big spot and, and threw down our mats there, bought some more mats, bought a ring, and threw it together. Um, ready, fire, aim has kind of been our
6: thing. Yeah. And that's typical for business owners, especially in our industry is like, let's do this. We'll figure out everything else afterwards. Yeah. And and so looking to sort of consolidate, right? Take advantage of commercial real estate and figure out your own business plan to get into it. And, and then I assume grow both businesses from that sort of headquarters. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. And so... One final question that I have for you, Joe, is it's incredibly important because so many gym owners in our industry find themselves working in second jobs and we haven't touched on it yet, but you are also in what we refer to as a real people job, quote unquote. Is there any discussion for you to come into the fitness business side of things full time provided that it gets to a certain point for you? Um.
7: That's a good question. And and our clients ask me that a lot. And the answer is no, probably not. I, I'm in my 22nd year. Um, I work for a a manufacturer of uh, construction, waterproofing sealants, uh, waterproofing and weatherproofing sealants and air barriers. I have a great job. Do well. uh, Great company, great benefits, just In a perfect world, maybe, but probably not, no. We would, uh, like uh, I keep mentioning before COVID, but we were looking to really do some things better, streamline it, hire a business manager that kind of ran a location or essentially both locations. For us, Uh, the COVID was a setback. So that would probably be our next growth step is have a general manager that ran both locations Um, But my wife and I and our instructors at both locations, we, I mean, all of our instructors, I can't say enough about how great they are. They are great people, have personal relationships with all of them. They can all follow up on leads. They can all, hey, call them up. Hey, can you clean the gym tonight? Very important. And they will. um, You know, run the vacuum, mop the studio, take out the trash. Uh, So I guess we, we manage our employees well. Uh, I'd like to say we take really good care of them and a growth strategy would probably be to have a general general manager take a lot of that. Yeah.
6: At some point, somebody has to be that point of contact, right?
7: Yeah. More finance and banking and follow up on leads and do a lot of stuff that my wife and I are doing.
6: Sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot of hats to wear. In a yes. business, Joe, and and if your time is pulled in multiple directions, then eventually something will slip through the cracks. But it sounds like you guys are striving towards cleaning up that process in the first place. We do our best. We certainly try. Uh, Joe, We, I mean, you and I could go back and forth on this for hours, but as we approach kind of the end of our time here, where can people find out a little bit more about this? Is there a website? Is there social media?
7: Yes, uh, we are on Facebook VO2 Fitness and Instagram VO2 Fitness. Our website is VO2FitnessNewark.com. Also, our second location is DeltaGrapplingAcademy.com, both located here in the Newark-Heath-Granville area, which is a great place to live, great place to be, Um, and they can contact us there.
6: Yeah. Well, man, I I really appreciate your time. I always enjoy getting to sort of pick through the brain of the business entrepreneur and and see how and why they choose to run their business the way they do. I really appreciate your time. And I, I can't wait to see what the next iteration of VO2 and Delta come to look like for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And so to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com.